What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Kishir Podcast, where here we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you into the show. You're in for a great topic, and honestly, I think it's something that's overdue. It's something that no, I don't hear a lot of people talking about. And I want to provide my thoughts on the subject, and I want to bring it to your attention if you're not in the know, or maybe this is something that you've thought about, you've seen, but you haven't really talked about it because you don't have a big mouth like me. So, today's topic is going to be about how the how the church is failing young men. Now, I know, that's going to rub some of you the wrong way, just right out the gate. You're immediately going to dismiss it, you're going to say, Austin, are you attacking the church? What are you doing? This isn't right. No, 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 you got it all wrong. It's because I care about the church. It's because I'm a Christian. It's because of these things. And I care about both the church and I care about young men. If you listen to my show yesterday, you'll know that I read a list about the Marcusi school in which one of the tasks that they put forward was to empty out the church. And I, I see the church being emptied out more and more as time goes on. Now, some of those things is just a cultural change that you can't do all that much about. But there are some things that are being done that are very changeable, that are also quite worrisome, quite frankly. One of those things is this gradual shift towards taking on the feminine, the feminist line. Now, no, no, hold on, don't turn the show off just yet. I know. Immediately, you're going to have this gut reaction of either, oh, he right, or oh, no, he's wrong. He didn't just say that. Well, I want to pose you a question. When's the last time you heard modesty discussed in your church? When's the last time you just, you heard about the potential pitfalls of marriage? When was the last time you were told about how people tend to uh, redeem themselves by the blood of the lamb, so to speak, where this idea of just because because God forgives you, that everybody else should just forget about, about your past. No, 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 no. See, th- th- things don't work that way. That's that's the problem. There are little things like that that they don't get talked about. There's this notion in the church, for those of you who are, are not religious, you don't care about religion, or maybe you're curious, you don't know much about it, well, you're going to learn a lot today. You're going to get a very large crash course in the church as someone who's grown up in it and has a lot of things to say. You might want to listen to the show multiple times because apparently research shows that about, I don't know, most people only retain about 10% of what they hear because it's just enough for them to respond. And they don't really have to actually listen to everything because either A, they can't, or B, they don't care enough. But my friends, for your voice to be heard on the topics I'm going to raise throughout this show today, you can hit me up on Twitter. I actually changed my Twitter handle last night because I realized that I was overcomplicating it too much. Just go over to at Sheep Get Cheered. You'll find me, Austin Creed, on Twitter. Um, You can also comment... If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Rumble, you're more than welcome to go over there and comment as well. But my friends, I want to bring this up because as someone who grew up in the church and I had to find out all these things the wrong way, I want younger dudes who are 
maybe they're spiritual, maybe they're religious, maybe they're curious, maybe they're just good people and they want to really just do right by people. They don't want to hurt people. They don't want to do things that are bad. They don't want, they don't want to do with it. They just want to be a normal guy. They want to be good. They want to be helpful. They want to be all these things, right? Well, my friends, you're the people who are most susceptible to being guilt, gaslit, you name it. And it happens all the time throughout the church and throughout the world. There's this notion in the church of you want to be in the world, but not of it. Now, that's all well and good. It sounds good on the surface. But the problem is it doesn't actually work that way because when you look at the the debaucherous nature of the culture and how there's going to be an inevitable overflow of one to the other, it becomes really difficult really fast to actually live that out practically instead of just having it be an ideal that sounds good when you say it. Excuse me, I need to get some water. My voice is already kind of getting a little weird. But, you know, the in the church's goal to save the souls of people, they tend to forego forewarning their fawns. And what I mean by that is they don't... They attempt to shelter you in a way that makes it seem as though if you don't know X, Y, or Z, you're at zero risk of it affecting you in any way, which is 100% false. 100% false. Doesn't work that way. I wish it did. Doesn't work that way. For example, look, this is in my book that I'm going to be publishing within the next couple months. So I'll give you all a little sneak peek of it. But I raised this idea of people, especially in more religious backgrounds, this isn't just purely Christian, by the way, this is something that, from what I've seen, surpasses all religious, all spans across all religions, is this notion of rushing your marriage to, because you want to have sex, because you want to do it, and you don't want to be immoral. And in doing so, you take on a huge risk. And the church doesn't warn you about this. Your pastor, he probably didn't warn you that. He probably didn't. He might have said it in very Christianese terms. He probably didn't lay it out for you the way I just did. He probably also wouldn't tell you about modesty. I can look, my friends. I, I'll let I'll tell you a little story. A couple weeks ago, I went to go visit some family, and one of my fam my one of my family members, she is. Uh, very involved in Christian ministry. She's very passionate about Christian music. Very, very involved with it, okay? And she showed me some of these these music videos with me and my cousins, right? And as I was watching them, I was like, this is funny. This is good. I think it was um, Matthew West, I think was the guy's name. Uh, I've heard of him before. I don't know much about him, but I've heard about him before. You can look him up if you want. Uh, apparently, he's pretty funny. But here's something that got my goat. He did a video on YouTube about how he made, he did like the satire video about how hot, like modest is hottest or something. And it was, it was a funny video. I actually watched it. It was great. It's just talking about how, you know, you want to respect yourself. You want to be respectful of men you want, and women and everybody else. And you want to, this idea of being modest, not dressing like a 304, not dressing provocatively, not just not just participating in the in the more debaucherous nature of culture. And he got so much backlash for that. And now you might think 
he got backlash because oh it was all of the the feminists who came after him it was all of the uh the women's rights people who came after him well if you no you're wrong you know what i know who came after him other churches oh yeah you didn't know that huh probably didn't think that one was coming did you yeah other pastors other churches were in an uproar of how dare you tell us what we should wear how dare you tell us how dare you inform us of what the bible actually says how dare you come out here and try to change our behavior this is just done this is unbelievable and disgusting and this and that and on, i remember watching that video and i thought to myself is this am i an alternate timeline is this real this can't be real this is ridiculous well no it's true that's exactly what happened. Can you imagine a time? Do you think your grandfather ever envisioned a time when his church, his friend's church, his buddy's church, whatever, would not only look the other way, but would advocate against modesty in the church? Go against, even if it's a joke for God's sakes, he wasn't saying that if you didn't do it, you'd go to hell or some dumb, something dumb like that. No, it was just a joke. It was a satire video for comedy. And he got so much backlash. My friends, how do you feel about that? Hmm? I'll tell you how I feel about it. I think it's gross. Why? Let me tell you something. If you don't want to be Christian, you don't have to. If you don't want to be Buddhist, you don't have to. If you don't want to be Islamic, you don't have to. You don't have to be religious. You live in a free country if you live in America. You don't have to do anything. If you don't want to be a Christian, you can be uh, an agnostic. You can be uh, anything that you want. You could be a, you could be a reformed Jew. You can be an atheist. You can be anything that you want. Lapsed Catholic. You name it. You can be whatever you want. But what's this idea of making the church conform to your ideas? Now I admit I put forward ideas to improve the church. Now I fully expect my ideas to be dismissed if they're even heard at all. I'm not saying the church needs to conform to what I say. In fact, I doubt it ever will. I raise these topics because I've seen how they affect both myself and other people in my life. And I want people to be more informed because historically, when people are not informed, things don't end very well. And I want people to be aware of how the, of the church's shortcomings so that it can be rectified, not so it can be wrecked. In plain English. That's what I think. But yet you have other people coming out here and and being debaucherous under the guise of being holy, but they change the rules. They bend the rules in the name of freedom. Well, I don't... I can, you could correct me if I am mistaken, but I don't remember anybody saying that Following God was freeing. It was a, It's a responsibility that you agreed to do. And if you don't want to do it, then don't. But don't pretend like you are while doing something active, actively advocating for the opposite. Don't do that. Don't do it. It's one thing to acknowledge a reality and, and acknowledge its existence, acknowledge it's happening, and try to combat it or discuss it versus 
actively advocating for the exact antithesis of everything that you already know to be true. The church needs to stop tailoring to people for money. Yes, I said it. You see, people assume that that's a Jewish problem. Not true. Not true. It's not true. In fact, if you look at certain churches, especially around the Bay Area, my friends, it's bad. Yet churches that actively cater towards people with money because they, look, I get it. They're a business. I understand that. But when you compromise Christ for your currency, it's over. It's a wrap. You're done. Period. Gone. Because you're nothing. And the more that the church is catered toward women, the more they pushed men aside. Especially the young men. The older men are not, are brushing. Look, older men, I got to talk to y'all for a second, okay? I know that you've made mistakes in your life. Everybody has. But you need to tell your sons, your son's friends, all these people about your mistakes and not be afraid of them. Don't be afraid to show that you're flawed. Because everybody is. You need to let people know of these harsh realities. Hold on, give me one second. I gotta sneeze. Sorry about that. <clears throat> My friends, if you're older, you need to realize that young people, we're not dumb. We understand. But you need to tell people about this, the hormones in your body. You need to tell people about the dangers that could await them down the road that they may not even be aware about. It's hard to avoid a, a pit that you don't know is in front of you until you've already stepped over it and you've lost your balance already. Don't do it, please. Young, The young men of the church are being, especially in my, look, I have a bone to pick with modern marriage. I've made no ifs, ands, or buts about that. For anybody who's listened to my show before, you know where I stand on it. I think marriage is a sacred institution that should be respected. The problem is most people today are not respecting it. Just look at the data. Data says, supports what I'm saying. And my friends, when I look at how the church is pushing young men especially towards getting married, they are throwing you to the proverbial wolves without warning you. It's one thing if you're warned. It's like, look, if you think about it as like a cigarette carton, right? As all the warnings in the world of it could cause this kind of cancer, it could cause this problem and that problem and this thing and the other thing and whatever, at least you're aware of the warnings that are associated with participating in this behavior. Men are not warned about marriage. They're not warned about the things that could happen to them if they get married. They're not aware of these realities. They're told, they're sold the romance and not told and not warned with road signs as to what could happen. Now, I'm not saying you need to tell them all the horrible things and not to do it. That's not what I'm saying. You don't need to do that. You can if you want. But you need to warn people. You need to give them all the information that they require so they can make an informed decision, not a infatuated decision, not a very uninformed decision. You got to make sure that people know what they're doing because look, I hate to tell you this. If you're a zealot, I'm sorry, but marriage, when you look in the Bible, whether it be the old Testament or the new, 
it's marriage is not the same as it was a hundred years ago, much less a thousand years ago. It's not the same thing. Some would argue it's for the best. I personally would not. But regardless of that opinion, people aren't forewarned about this. They think they're immune. They think that because they have their holy book, they're immune to the effects of the people with no holy book. And that is false. It's false. You mean to tell me that you think that you're safe because, oh, I have faith, so therefore I'm safe. No, you're not. No, you're not. You may have a reduced risk, potentially, but you're not safe. It's not safe. Even the best statistics on marriage out there, I'm going to harp on this because it's the best example that I can come up with in this moment, okay? The best statistics on marriage say that you have a 50-50 chance. That's on the best statistics. The worst say about 70 to 80% of marriages tend to fail. Okay? Now, even if you're a Christian or you're a Jew or you're of a monotheistic religion, right? And you have this maybe 25% to 50%, which is what I've seen for them. That's still a reduced risk, but it's still at the minimum, you have a one in four chance. Maximum, you have a one out of two chance. That's still really bad. And also, this is something that your father, your grandfather probably didn't tell you. Or I'm about to tell you right now. So, young men, write this down. Listen to this very care. Listen to me very carefully. You ready? It's very secret. You ready? Okay. Here it is. Women are very heavily influenced by their surroundings. And they're very, very good at being a chameleon and repackaging themselves later. They get involved earlier than you. They're more socially savvy than you. So they learn how to play around the rules to get what they want. And that's not meant to degrade them, by the way. It's just reality. Now, if you tell that to a woman, she's going to tell you that you're wrong. But you're not. You're not. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe some women are like that, but not me. Wrong. Wrong. Show me like, yeah, yeah, it's not me. Mm-hmm. No, no. You need to see it, but people won't tell you that. They won't warn you about what's going to happen to you. If they're afraid. That, look, I, I've talked to, to guys that I highly respect, by the way, who tell me that statistics don't matter. Doesn't apply to me. I'm different. Um, do you really want me to, who walks into a, into any situation saying that, hi, I'm a statistic and I know that I have a very high likelihood of failing. I know that uh, this, that, and the other thing is possible, but, and I fully expect to be one of them. Nobody does that. (laughs) Nobody does that. Everybody thinks they're the exception to the rule. Everybody does. No one walks in to play the lottery. Nobody walks into marriage. Nobody walks into any of these things thinking that they're going to fail. And they shouldn't because that's the way the human mind works. But to ignore what you don't like is foolish. If it was, it would be more foolish if it wasn't so dangerous. And the church is failing young men because they're not forewarning them of what awaits them in the world in which they're going to live. The majority of their life. Even the most holy guy 
or gal listening to this show still has a job, still engages with people who are not of their religion, who do not agree with their ideals, and so they're going to have to live in a world outside of the bubble that they wish they could live in. It doesn't work that way. Life will find you. And it's better to arm yourself with knowledge than it is to live in the state of bliss that you're willfully unaware of so that you have a chance of blocking the incoming attack versus getting completely laid out on your behind because you didn't know it was even coming. You don't want to get sucker punched by life, my friends. It doesn't feel very good. So I want to, if there are any pastors or elders or anybody of power listening to this show, I want you to forewarn your flock about what awaits them in the future, especially if they're young. Because if you don't, you are doing them a disservice. You are not saving them. You are sending them to the proverbial slaughter. And I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. I am aware of that. But guess what? It is a responsibility you have to them. And you need to get over it. And if you're just an everyday guy listening to the show or gal listening to the show like me, you just need to be aware of this reality. Share it with your friends if you have to, if you think they could benefit from it. But you need to be aware of what's happening. Because people are people and people tend to do things that are shady and not tell you the whole truth. I want you to be aware so you can make your own choices and then make an informed decision instead of a decision based off of pretenses that are false. Anyways, my friends, I think you got the point. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage you to learn. And I'm also going to encourage you to go over to the my Twitter page, at SheepGetSheared, same, same name as the channel. Go on over there, leave your thoughts over there. Follow me if you wanna if you like what you're listening to and you want to listen to more. I got almost a hundred episodes of all different kinds of persuasions, all different kinds of thoughts. Or you can leave a comment on YouTube, on Rumble, wherever you want to go. My friends, you need to be aware. Because it's the unaware, the ignorant, who lead us all astray. Or even more, they lead the aloof. They lead create aloofness, which is even worse. Because it's astray, it's absence of knowing you're going astray. Anyways, my friends, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. We're out of here. Peace.